0: welcome to health tech hustle we exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today we interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story with your host rodney who founder of 209 digital
1: Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Health Tech Hustle podcast. My name is Rodney Hu and today I am joined by a very special guest, Ms. Rachel Ford-Hutman. She is the founder and CEO of Ford-Hutman Media and they provide media relations, thought leadership and executive visibility to life science companies across the globe. Clients range from venture-backed startups to large cap public companies and was founded by our guest today, Ms. Rachel Ford-Hutman a media relations standout who has worked on some of the world's most important health technologies of all time. Rachel started her career as a reporter and excels at working with the media to bring health stories to life while still making them accessible to stakeholders. So with that being said, I'm excited to have her on today and kind of learn more about her story and kind of what she's doing in healthcare. So with that being said, Rachel, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Rodney. It's really a pleasure to be here. And, um, you know, I enjoy the the podcast. So I'm happy to share my story and to chat with you today.
1: For sure. For sure. So, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you just give people a quick background of kind of who you are and kind of how you got into healthcare.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rachel Ford-Hutman, founder CEO of Ford-Hutman Media. And I think you just gave a great overview there, so I won't repeat it. But, um, you know, I started my career as a reporter and um, I really enjoyed that. And during the financial crisis <clears throat> back in 2008, um, the, the newspaper I was working for, I actually laid off a lot of people. And so I needed to find another role. And I actually kind of just fell into public relations. Um, I was always working with people in the PR profession as a reporter, and um, so I thought that would be a nice nice industry I could kind of do a little jump to, and the first agency I worked at um, specialized in healthcare and technology, which are two staples of the San Diego marketplace, which is where I live, and so I started working with just some amazing healthcare and technology companies, and I just loved it, Rodney, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I felt like we were actually, you know, making a difference, you know, in the world. And in my small way, I was contributing to that. And so um, I loved it. And then I kept working at PR firms from there and just slowly started working with larger and larger um, companies and doing even cooler things. And then my most recent role, I was actually leading communications at IBM Watson Health, which is IBM's AI division in healthcare. And that was a really exciting role, and I got to travel all around the world. Um, but at some point, I really wanted to start my own business. You know, I love media relations, and I love helping companies tell their story. And so, last um, March, I started Ford Hutman Media, and um, it's it's been amazing.
1: Nice. So, you have this background as a reporter in PR and media relations. But What was that turning point for you? Because like you've worked with other firms and whatnot and you have all this experience, but can you take us to like that one point that really pushed you over the edge where you're like, okay, I want to start my own company. Like I know what I'm doing, but I want to go out and do this for others.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm smiling because everyone asks me that question, you know, and it's, um, it's just so interesting because I asked so many entrepreneurs that question too, you know, before I did that, <laughs> did this. <laughs> okay. And I just was like, how did you know, how did you know when you're ready? You know, cause it's like that, that million dollar question. Um, all I can really say is there's not like a moment, you know, but you, you do have to kind of jump off the cliff, so to speak, and have the confidence to do it. And have faith and trust in yourself and your experience um, that you can do it. And, you know, once I did this, it, it wasn't even a cliff to drop, jump off of. I was like, oh, my God, of course, you know, you've got the network, you have the experience. And I've worked with some amazing companies over the years. And so you you keep all of those relationships. Um But I do tell people that you really should network and chat with people that have done this before, you know, whatever company you're looking to start, you absolutely should chat with people that have done it, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants Mm. and really, you know, take, take experience from others and be vulnerable, you know, tell people what you don't know and what you, you know, might be scared about. And those conversations that I had with my other, you know, industry colleagues that had done this. I learned so much, Rodney, you know, and you have to be open to learn. And, um, you know, they would tell me things that might be hard, you know, um, or that might be challenging or that they had gone through. And it's just um, it's a it's a really important step. I would encourage any entrepreneur thinking about making the jump to take.
1: Awesome. I think that's a excellent piece of advice, inspirational. And mm-hmm. so what I'm interested in is you started with your background in PR and like we established, then you created your own company and now you're helping other companies sort of share their message and get their message out to a wider audience. So can you kind of explain the importance of PR and um, media relations when it comes to healthcare?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so, you know, it's really important for any company to make sure that they have a very clear, consistent message that they're delivering to their stakeholders. Um, And so with healthcare, it can become incredibly complicated because they might have a lot of different stakeholders. And so their message might need to be very diverse, depending on which audience it is that they're trying to target. Um, And so, you know, it's really important to work with a public relations and communications firm that can help distill that message that you want to share externally, right? Because that's what's going to build your brand and your reputation, you know, for years to come. Bill Gates has this great quote about if he was down to his last dollar he would spend it on PR. And I love that because it's so true, you know, it, you really need to make sure that your message is clear, you know, to the public about what it is and what the value that you provide is. And especially being in healthcare and technology, you know, this can get very complex very quickly. Um, A lot of times I'm working with companies that are developing a technology in healthcare for the very first time. So sometimes there's not even a word to describe what it is that they're necessarily doing. And we might even have to kind of come up with a few words to be able to explain it. And then also what I work with a lot of my my clients to do is that value proposition, You know how they're actually changing um, healthcare for maybe a hospital or for a doctor, like what's that value? and really trying to make sure that we're communicating that clearly. And you know, a lot of times working with reporters, well, we might have to educate them a bit about what it is that the company is doing. And then we need to make sure that they understand what that end result is going to be because that's really what the public cares about, right? Like you and I, we don't necessarily care when we go to the doctor, what software it is that they're using, right? What app the doctor might somehow now be able to get information on. Like, we don't care. We just wanna be able to go to the doctor and have the result quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we, we don't need to, like all that technology stuff just kind of needs to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, one of my uh, former uh, colleagues at IBM Watson Health, Ted Tanner, And he's the global CTO there and chief architect. And he used to always say that. He's like, technology just needs to get out of the way. Like, we just need to make it easier. And right now, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of technologies make things more complicated in healthcare.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because like healthcare in itself is already like a complex industry. And then you add like healthcare technology and it gets even more complex. And so it was like, I, I noticed like when I talk to a lot of like founders and CEOs from healthcare companies, whether they're from the healthcare side or the technologist side, they speak on yeah. at a level eight, nine, or ten on the knowledge scale, whereas the average consumer only understands like a one or two. So they have like this large knowledge gap, in which like people they that's where they lose people. You confuse people yes. and you lose people. So it kind of goes into Absolutely. the next question that I had, and it's kind of like, what are like the main struggles that you see? healthcare companies have, whether it be like trying to explain too much and overcomplicating the process and stuff like that. I know you said to focus on the results, but what is like struggles that you see other healthcare companies have when they're trying to share their message?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you just nailed it. I think that they probably overcomplicate it quite a bit and they speak a lot of times in this corporate jargon that we don't really understand Um, I work with a lot of companies where I have to challenge them because they're so used to using their acronyms, industry acronyms, right? Like they're almost too close to it. And they don't recognize that when we go external, a lot of these, you know, other stakeholders aren't familiar with all of this terminology, you know, but they're so ingrained in it because they're using it every single day, you know, they're living and breathing it. And so we do have to challenge them when we start talking to a more external audience to, um, make it more accessible, you know, to a lay audience. And that's really, really hard for anyone with, you know, a clinical background, especially, um, to do that. And so I do have to kind of challenge them. You know, a lot of times we'll do contributed content where we'll put together, you know, a piece about, you know, some scientific literature or something. And, I work with the researchers to put this content together, and then I have to kind of go and like take off all the flowery language and, and make it something that's actually accessible to the public. And nine times out of ten, when I send it back to the clinician to do his final approval, you know, he's like, "Oh my goodness," because now it's it, it's been I don't want to say dumbed down. That sounds awful, but it's just been made more accessible. And um, I have to explain to them why I do that. And I think it takes a lot of education. And most of the time, once I sit down with a client and explain why we're doing this and 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 why the media needs it in this more, you know um, bite-sized format, they understand. But it just takes a little bit of education. And a lot of the companies I work with, you know the communications function, um, there's a lot of education around it. And and oftentimes people want to throw PR and communications into the marketing function, which it's not. And so, you know, communicators and public relations professionals, you know, we've got a tough job to do because we also have to be kind of explaining to our clients and our colleagues what it is that we're doing it while we're doing it.
1: Okay. So you mentioned something interesting there, like, PR and marketing don't go together because me personally, I've always thought they went hand in hand. So can you kind of elaborate on that and kind (laughs) of explain that a little bit more?
0: Oh, I'm happy (laughs) to. Yes, I laugh because this is this comes up a lot as well. Um, Yeah. So so, you know, marketing is 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 a sales function and public relations supports sales, but we're not a direct sales Function. You know, we're really, you know, uh, preserving uh, brand reputation and visibility for um, a company. And so while that supports the sales function, it's not directly related to sales. And so that's why marketing functions are usually very large at a company because the marketing function does support the sales of the company, right? And so that's very black and white for them. And public relations is a bit more of a gray area. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times companies don't have as big of a public relations function because that's something they're not really able to kind of like put their arms around. Like, how is it really like dollars and cents? How is it increasing our revenue? And it's like, it's increasing your your brand and your brand's visibility and trust in your brand. Like it's doing a lot of things, but it's in, it's not directly related to sales. And so that marketing, that's the easiest way I think I can explain it. explain okay. it to you is that it's just not a direct sales function. Some companies do put their PR function underneath marketing kind of next to them just because it's easier, especially smaller companies might not be able to have their own communications function yet. And so I think maybe that's why some of the confusion occurs. And obviously there is some overlap in what we do. So I think that's also why people um, often get confused. But it's it's interesting to me because I've worked with some of the largest companies out there, Medtronic, IBM, um, Google, and a lot of the executives don't completely understand the difference. And so, again, it's just like kind of always like reiterating what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for the clarification.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. yeah.
1: So it's either like marketing is the broader, bigger umbrella term and then PR media relations is just one part of that or it can be two separate entities like those are typically the two options that kind of happen
0: yeah I mean yes I mean it depends on that organization and how that organization is is structured you know I would say you know academically communications is its own function in in and of itself and and you know in the now I have my master's in communications and media studies and you know marketing was never a part of any of the classes I took so Okay. Every business operates differently depending on the size and structure. but yes, communications you know should really be its own function, I would argue. <laughs> um and I personally you know have not liked working for organizations that just lump communications underneath marketing because if you have a marketing leader who doesn't understand communications overseeing that function, it can sometimes get very. The lines get very blurred, hence why we're even having this conversation.
1: yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because like marketing and sales, they're all ROI focused. Like how much am I spending? Excellent. How much am I making? Whereas PR is like, we're getting more exposure. We're building that trust and credibility with your audience. And so I guess the next question I would have is, when, if a healthcare company is interested in PR and media relations, what sort of expectations should they have when like pursuing that?
0: Um. Yeah, so... I think it's important to probably look at what their competitors are doing in the space um, to probably get a good benchmark to understand, you know, what else that they can expect. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's a really tricky question to answer because it's just so complex. But I think, you know, probably speaking to PR firms to see kind of where they can start and what their budget is like and, and you know, to probably get a foothold in the industry would really be a good starting point for them. Yeah. Um, you know you you don't want to just do PR for PR's sake. You know that's part of it, and media relations is a very big part of public relations, but you know it's also messaging. It's also you know making sure your um, your executives are speaking at conferences and that you're submitting award opportunities. You know there's a lot of different things you can be doing to help raise your your company's external profile and brand recognition. And media relations is definitely a component of that. And media relations is more driven by news and, you know, product developments and things of that sort. So, you know, sometimes companies reach out to me and they think they need PR, but they're just not there yet because maybe they're like very early stage. And I'm like, you don't have any news yet. You probably need more, um, more of the foundational things like your website, your messaging and content, things like that. And that's, that could be done by a PR firm, but it could also be done like a con by like a content management firm or marketing firm. So, I think probably having conversations would be good for them, and just kind of start understanding where they're at in the process, and then hiring a really strong communications leader that has done this before and worked with a PR firm, you know, that understands kind of the process. That will that would really help them as well.
1: Okay, so you said like some people approach you and like in their minds they want PR because. They want to get their message out, but they're not there yet. So like, yes. what is like the criteria that makes it like an ideal client or the ideal situation for someone to actually pursue PR?
0: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what exactly their goals are, first off. But I I usually want to kind of see what they have in regards to news and I specialize mostly in media relations and thought leadership so if somebody does need a lot of that content development out of the gate that might not be probably the ideal client for me and I would probably refer them to someone else that, that specializes more in that um, and like website development because the last thing we want to be doing is going out there to do media relations if then you go back to the website and their messaging's all over the place right and they're not speaking to one audience they're speaking to like five different audiences you know so we wanna make sure that when we do the media relations and then start sending people back to the website or you know, wherever we're trying to, Twitter, what have you, we wanna make sure that that messaging is clear. So for me, I like to make sure those kind of foundational things are already set for clients. And then I like to look at what the upcoming news is going to be. You know, Are we gonna have some financing news? What are the products coming down the pike? Maybe some big new hires. Maybe they're hiring a new, you know, chief commercial officer. Like, what are the things that we can start trying to put out there for them? And then we put together a communications plan, so that kind of maps out, you know, through the year what those news moments are going to be. Um, That's that's for me where where I really like to work with clients is like once we kind of know what those points are for them. And there's just some companies that just aren't there yet, or they just might not have news for a while. They're very early stage. They're not going to have a product hit the market for another year. So, you know, I can probably start working with them maybe a few months before that first product launch, but you know, you just don't want to start too soon.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting. I like how you kind of just walk through the process that someone goes through. (laughs) Like if they do decide to like bring you on, like, okay, what is the process? Like, what do we have to focus on? Like, the discovery process, the research process, and developing the game plan and the blueprint and implementing that, um, that's very informative.
0: Yeah, yeah, it takes time too. You know, it's not, you know, I really, especially when I'm evaluating a client, it, it goes both ways, you know, cause I wanna make sure I'm the best fit for them. You know, what my services provide, I wanna make sure, you know, are gonna be a match because the last thing I wanna do is is set either of us up to not be satisfied with the relationship. So. You know, I just always want to look really closely at them to make sure that it's, you know, synergistic. And then once I confirm that, you know, then it's off to the races. Um, but I can usually tell within a couple phone calls if if they have what is a good match for me and my services. And then if not, I can, I can um, connect them with someone else because there's a lot of different types of public relations firms and consultants and, you know, marketing firms and all of that. So, you know, it helps too when you start developing the relationships and talking to PR professionals, you know, we can kind of then help them figure out what it is that they need and where they're at in the process.
1: Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. And so when you, when you have these companies that are interested or how are you even facilitating these conversations and like getting awareness around your brand, your specific company and the value that you can bring to them? Like, is there anything that you found to be effective for you?
0: You know, I am so incredibly lucky, Rodney. It has all been relationship-based for me. Um, all of my clients co- have come through relationships. They're um, they're all past colleagues that I've worked with in the industry. Um, some are from past um, friends that I've worked with. You know, just friends of friends. It's just all been relationship-driven. And it's, it's been really so far, knock on wood, you know, just really easy. Um, and I've just, ha- I've been having to turn down business cause I, I, you know, I'm at my, my limit at this point. So I'm, you know, now unfortunately having to push people off. Um, but I've been very, very lucky. And, and I think that's why I too, I would tell people, you know, just making sure before you do anything like this, you have the right relationships because once, you know, once you put your services out there, people find you, if you do good work, and especially if you've worked with someone in the past, they never forget that. And so that's been something for me that's just been really amazing to see is that once you develop that relationship and you've gotten down in the weeds with somebody and you've accomplished a project together and, and you have a good working relationship because I'm sure as you know too, you know once you have a good working relationship, like you wanna work with that person again because you understand one another, it's easy. You just kind of get each other, there's trust. And that to me is so incredibly valuable. So those are the people I want to work with, right? Like I want to work with people I know and trust too, and that we get along great and we can have a laugh when we were, when we used to be allowed to see people in person, <laughs> we could have a laugh and a drink and it'd be great. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I haven't had any, again, knock on wood, but I've been very lucky.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And then based off your experience, cause like I checked out your website, you have like so many like past clients and people on like their logos on your site so I was like man clearly you do good work and you worked a lot with all these companies and based off your experience is there like any like one piece of content or one strategy that you would highly recommend that's gotten really good results for clients like consistently whether yeah it's, I, like, absolutely. or something or, I don't know
0: yeah what was the last thing you said I'm sorry
1: so, like whether it be like just jumping on podcasts or doing speaking events, or I'm a fan of
0: podcasts right now. They are very hot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Agreed. but um, I honestly, I would say right now, contributed content is um, something that I've had a lot of success with my clients, um, and the reason for that is that you know we're seeing a lot of reporters, unfortunately, being laid off during COVID, and um there's just not as many reporters right now to write the stories and so companies are really having to write their own content in a way that they did not before and so I've been working with almost all of my clients to to develop that contributed content that ladders up to their you know key objectives and then place them in an earned outlet so then I'll t- turn around and try to get that placed in you know fierce healthcare for example or med city news what have you stat you know and um, that's been that's been great because it helps get the company's message out there. It usually has to not be as branded, but it helps get the company's you know thought leadership out there in a really nice, tangible way. And I've had a lot of success with clients doing that right now,
1: okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's tight. I, I like it because like the value that your company has is like you already have a large network. you already have like the resources. So when people work with you, you kind of already know like, all right, this is what we're working on these are the platforms that we can distribute to. And because you've already built those relationships, it's kind of like, it makes everything easier to kind of sell to them or to explain to them really.
0: Yes, yes, I I, I would agree. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a really nice proven model and, I, I've done it with all of my clients, and I bake it into pretty much all of my my scopes of work. That that's something I want to do for them, and um, yeah, we've had a lot of success with it. And as long as they're saying something that's at, of interest to the industry, then then we can usually get it placed in a, a really nice healthcare
1: trade. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, I think we have covered a lot of like interesting topics here, and like really the importance of what you're doing in the healthcare industry and with other healthcare companies um but i like to end each episode on a little lighter exercise with something i call the rapid fire round so i'll ask you a set of questions and you kind of just give me whatever answer you come up with okay
0: okay <laughs> i'm ready
1: <laughs> all right question number one what is your favorite book of all time
0: oh catcher in the rye oh,
1: yeah
0: Salinger. Okay. i love that book i've reread it so many times over the years yeah and it's neat too, because it changes as you get older. I loved it when I was younger, but I still love it now that I'm older. It's just a beautiful, beautiful yeah. book.
1: Yeah, I remember reading that in high school. Who's Is the main character like holding Caulfield or something?
0: Yes. Like,
1: yeah. So remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, must have liked it. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good
1: one. Number two, who is the most influential person in your life or career?
0: Um, I would probably say my dad. My dad always encouraged me. Yeah. He would always say you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. So, um, yeah, he always encouraged me at school and and all of that. And, um, you know, he had three daughters, so he was very, um, <laughs> pro-female <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. He was, he was a man before his time.
1: Awesome. Shout out to your dad. Um, hey. Number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish this year or next year, 2021?
0: I want to get good at that short board. It's really been um, frustrating. I usually surf longer boards. So I've been really, really focusing on this this tiny little board. And um, I want to, I just want to get decent at <laughs> surfing it.
1: <laughs> Dang, short, how long is your board right now? How long is your short This
0: board? tiny one, five, six. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> skateboard.
1: What the heck?
0: Yeah, anyone who surfs will know my pain. When you go from a long board to a short board, it's quite challenging, but that's my goal for 2021.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever surfed anything less than six foot.
0: <laughs> six I'm telling you, yeah.
1: <laughs> I gotta work on balance. My balance was never the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, part of the fun. Um
1: last but not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20 year old self?
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would tell her to take a gap year already. Relax. You have the rest of your life to work. Go travel the world. <laughs> enjoy yourself. You know, I, I think I was just so ready to get into the workforce and get out there. You know, and I was so scared of like people getting ahead of me. You know, I've always had this, I guess, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I really wish I would have taken a year to just enjoy myself and backpack across the world.
1: Dang. So you've just been hustling ever since? The grind don't stop.
0: I think yeah, I think I've been doing the hustle for a while. So I think I would tell her like, you know, it's okay to 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 chillax a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Now you see why I brought you on the podcast, Health Tech Hustle. You're a perfect fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay,
1: for sure. Well, I mean, that's all the questions I have, um, Rachel. What? Just want to thank you again for jumping on, kind of sharing your story, sharing the value of um, what you and your company are doing in the healthcare industry, and how you're helping other companies kind of get their message out help with their branding their messaging and building that trust and credibility within the industry um so yeah I found it very valuable I know my audience will find it valuable as well so I just want to say thank you
0: oh well thank you so much Rodney I really appreciate it and um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more episodes I really enjoy the show
1: yeah for sure um and last but not least before you go where could people learn more about what you do and connect with you
0: for sure. Um people can connect with me on LinkedIn, Rachel Ford Hutman, and check out my website at fordhutmanmedia.com. And you know, if my services aren't a fit, happy to, you know, direct them to another uh, firm or consultant that might be a better fit for them.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again. I'll be sure to include all those links in the show notes. Um, that concludes today's episode. Catch you guys on the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health.